Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, April 16th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis region is beginning to bend the curve. That's the assessment of St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force leader, Dr. Alex Garza. He says social distancing and stay-at-home measures are working, but relaxing those restrictions too soon could cause another round of coronavirus infections. Stay-at-home orders are being extended beyond April 22nd. In St. Louis, Mayor Lida Cruzen is not providing a date for when its order will be lifted. The county's order is likely to be extended beyond April 22nd as well. And Governor Mike Parson might make an announcement today. The state order is set to expire April 24th. Social distancing, limited public gatherings, and closed businesses have halted this year's effort to legalize recreational marijuana in Missouri. The National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws says its initiative will fall short of the 170,000 signatures needed to put the issue on November's ballot. The economic impact of the outbreak is still being tabulated. The latest numbers come from the Missouri Department of Economic Development. It says the state lost almost 21,000 jobs in March as Missouri's unemployment rate jumped from 3.5% in February to 4.5% last month. Amusement parks throughout Missouri and Illinois are taking a big hit. One of the most recent is Silver Dollar City near Branson. It is planning to furlough roughly 260 workers. That includes employees at Showboat Branson Bell and Silver Dollar City campgrounds. Here are the numbers. The state of Missouri is reporting nearly 5,000 COVID-19 cases out of more than 50,000 tests. There have been around 150 deaths. Illinois health officials report more than 24,000 positive results out of nearly 117,000 tests. There have been roughly 950 deaths in that state. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom reports on the mental toll treating COVID-19 patients is taking on the region's doctors. As we mentioned, elected officials are still preparing to extend stay-at-home orders. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum tells us an announcement on the measure in St. Louis County is expected in the coming days. St. Louis County's restrictions on businesses and gatherings is set to expire on April 22nd. But during a briefing with reporters on Wednesday, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says he's conferring with regional leaders and public health officials about an extension. Page says Missouri's most populous county cannot afford to relax restrictions and then see a rebound in coronavirus cases. If we ease our stay-at-home order too soon, then we could rebound and be in a much more difficult and precarious position than we are currently. Our social distancing measures are working, but we're not there yet. Page also told reporters he is not ready to reopen county parks. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. The order in St. Louis is also slated to expire on the 22nd. Mayor Lida Krusen says it will be extended, but she is not revealing for how long. She says the city and county are working together to set the same date. And Governor Mike Parson could make an announcement today on the status of Missouri's statewide stay-at-home order. Illinois faces a staggering budget hole due to the pandemic. Governor J.B. Pritzker is forecasting a $2.7 billion revenue drop through June. 
and after that the state could see another $7.5 billion hole if voters reject Pritzker's proposed graduated income tax. Whatever happens to that ballot measure, Pritzker is vowing to pass a state budget. We will need to make extraordinarily difficult decisions on top of the difficult decisions that we've already made. But together with the state legislature, we will make them. Pritzker is not providing details on any of the cuts he is considering. Missouri schools will remain closed for the remainder of the academic year. But summer school could still happen. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. School officials say they're hopeful summer school can happen, but are still having conversations and seeking guidance. Deputy Education Commissioner Roger Dorson says his department has put together a group of educators to review how to adjust summer learning. Summer school uh, is important to a lot of districts and and a lot of students. So we're just trying to get some information out there so people can make the right decisions and the best decisions for kids. Summer school typically happens in June, but it could happen later in the year or be fully online still. Paying for a longer summer school or one for more kids could be a hurdle. Dorson says the task force will put out guidance as quickly as possible. The decision on whether to hold summer school will be up to individual districts. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, the city of St. Charles plans to raise two levies to increase flood protection for residents. City officials aim to elevate the Frenchtown and Elm Point levies to fight floods that have a 1 in 500 chance of happening in any given year. City engineer Brad Timmy says raising the levies could help reduce flood insurance costs and attract development. Looking to the future, how do we create opportunities for new businesses and industry to continue to locate in St. Charles so that uh, we can continue to be a center for uh, economic development. Environmentalists are opposed to the city's plans. Studies have found that levees can constrict rivers and worsen floods. People who work in emergency rooms are used to pressure. But COVID-19 has those who treat the region's sickest patients fearing for themselves and their families. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. When coronavirus patients stop breathing, Barnes Jewish Hospital emergency room Dr. Evan Schwartz and his team place tubes in their throats and connect them to ventilators. The procedure is one of the riskiest undertakings a doctor can do right now. Intubating someone means potentially deadly virus droplets can spray into the air. Medical workers are wearing masks, gowns, gloves, and face protection. They place a large plexiglass-like cube over patients to help contain the spray. But Schwartz still fears getting sick. The staff, the nurses, the techs, um, other physicians, what happens if they get sick and get exposed? Emergency room doctors are used to treating the most serious patients and seeing death each day. But they say COVID-19 is different. It puts them, their co-workers, and their families at risk. Treating a new disease in which people must die alone on a hospital bed also takes a mental toll. The procedure weighs on Schwartz's mind. He knows once a patient gets put on a ventilator, they may never recover. We know that people that have gotten intubated, at least in some places, the their mortality is just incredibly, incredibly high. Some doctors at hospitals in New York have started connecting multiple patients to a single ventilator because of a massive shortage. Physicians in Italy have had to make tough decisions about whom to treat when there are more sick patients than life-saving equipment. Schwartz is worried that could happen in Missouri. I worry about having to potentially have very difficult conversations with patients if we don't have enough resources 
to take care of them. Dr. Jeffrey Siegler also works at Barnes Jewish Hospital as well as three other area emergency departments. Every day, Siegler puts on all his protective equipment. When he treats patients who could have COVID-19, he might wear the cumbersome gear all day. Researchers at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say people who don't look or feel sick can spread COVID-19. Siegler says that's a constant worry for doctors, even when they see patients with something as simple as a broken bone. Does this person with a broken leg also have COVID? We've seen reports where, you know, they come in with something totally unrelated and then, oh yeah, by the way, they just happen to have COVID on their x-ray or their swab, but they never had any symptoms. He says if hospital workers aren't wearing a lot of protective equipment, they could be exposed. That makes doctors scared they could spread the disease to their families. So when Siegler's shift is done, his other job, decontaminating himself, begins. I do as, do as much of a decon on myself as possible in the ED right before I leave. Then at my car, I change into gym clothes. And then when I get home, I uh, change out of those gym clothes, put the scrubs in a trash bag to wash later. After that, he showers and then washes down the inside of his car with Lysol. Doctors are used to leaving their stress at the hospital, but now their fear follows them home. Howie Mel is an ER doctor at St. Elizabeth Hospital in O'Fallon, Illinois. The idea of bringing something home that's going to hurt my family and that has and that has this level of transmissibility, that's a new experience for me. Mel is a former firefighter and is used to having a scary job. For the first time in his life, he's scared for his wife's safety. Fires don't chase firemen home, um, but this bug chases lots of folks home, and that's a new, that's a new reality. Epidemiologists predict the number of coronavirus patients will peak in the next two weeks. While they wait, doctors will keep on working and worrying. I'm Sarah Fentham, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.